It's been said before that men don't like to ask for directions. And I, and I just want to touch on that for just a little bit. Because I feel like men don't need to stop and ask for directions. If you're going to stop and ask for directions, what you are implying is that, well, maybe you're lost. Men don't get lost. Ladies, you just don't know where we're going. See, I might have just saved a couple of fights right here, right now. Or started a few, whatever. This idea about getting lost, and I bring that up because sometimes we don't see it, but as we read from Mark's passage today, Jesus is going to different places. And you and I, most of us probably don't know the significance of these places because we don't live there, we weren't there, so we can kind of gloss over it. But, but put it in your mind this way. Let's say that um, uh, you decided it was time to go to Houston. Okay, So you go to Houston, but you go through El Paso. See, as we read this passage from, G- from, from Mark, what's happening is Jesus is kind of doing something like that. It seems as if he's going all over the place. And there are plenty of uh, explanations that people have of why he did that. Maybe Jesus is lost. He doesn't know where he's going. I hate to kind of think that the Savior of the world was lost, but whatever. Other people say, well, maybe it's Mark who's confused. He doesn't know the places very well. He doesn't know exactly where Jesus is going. But I like to think that Jesus knows exactly where he's going. And even though it may seem out of the way to us that what he is doing is something very intentional. Y'all with me? So it may seem that he's taking the long way around to get to where he's going, but he's doing it on purpose. I like to believe that because it affirms something in our faith that says there is no place in this world, or in our heart, that God is not willing to go. Amen. Because sometimes we get lost, don't we? Sometimes we get so far away from Christ, so far away from where God has brought us, we get to a point where we think there's no way God would come searching for me. Sisters and brothers, that is a lie from you know where. There is no place. God is not willing to go for us. And that is an amen because the reality is so many times we get lost. We lose ourselves. God hasn't gone anywhere, but we lose ourselves. I want to remind you today that when we get lost, there is always a way we can find where we're supposed to be again. I need you to know that there isn't a place where you are today in your heart, in your mind, in your attitude, in your faith that God isn't willing to say, I'm still here with you. Because we can get lost. 
We read today from uh, Mark's uh, passage where Jesus is traveling here and there and everywhere, it seems. And on one particular occasion, he finds himself in a house and he's trying to get away. And we don't quite know why he doesn't want people to, to know where he's at or to find him. But on this occasion, he can't escape being able to be found by somebody. And then somebody in particular approaches him. You, you heard it. It's the woman who has a daughter with an unclean spirit. An unclean spirit. And if you brought a Bible with you, if you have any good study Bible, I bet as you read, read that passage, you see it. It's got a title that says something to the effect of the faith of the Syrophoenician woman. That there's something about this woman's faith that we should pay attention to but with her interaction with Jesus. And usually what we say is, what you hear is that, wow, this lady must have had faith to go to Jesus. Now, m- maybe that's true, but I kind of wonder if maybe there's something else driving her to Jesus. You see, Jesus is from his part Of the area. She's from her part of the area. And, you know, it may not sound like much to us, but these people don't mess with these people. These people don't belong with these people. Y'all with me? So Jesus has taken himself away from where he's supposed to be. He's gone intentionally to places he's not supposed to be. And when he does so, he comes in contact with people he's not supposed to be in contact with. Are y'all with me? Do you see what Jesus is doing here? Because there's nowhere he's not willing to go. And I don't know that if this lady who's from this side of town hears that, oh, this guy from that side of town is coming. Oh, I can't wait to meet him. Oh, I'm so happy he's here. Oh, I kind of think. That this lady has nothing else that she can think to do. She's had a daughter with an unclean spirit. And you know how we don't like to, to label people today for good reason. And we don't want to put stigmas on people. How's this for a stigma? Your daughter is a demon child. You think she hasn't heard that from the people that she lives with in her community? You think she hasn't heard people question, well, what did you do to make your daughter like that? You don't think people have told her what's wrong with your family, that you would have somebody like that. You don't think she's heard that day in and day out. You don't think she's gone to see doctors. You don't think she's gone to go hear teachers, healers, anybody that she can get her hands on to do something. I think as she goes to see Jesus, this guy from another part of town, she is desperate. She sees Jesus. She throws herself down in a, in a respectful way. I need your help. I don't know that it took that much faith to do that. I think that was desperation. But Jesus hears her and he says, well, it's not fair. It's not fair for me to give the food that's supposed to be for the children to the dogs. Oh, my goodness. What is Jesus saying? What happened to Jesus meek and mild and nice and polite? And, and there's no clear cut answer that we have to sort of describe that, that, that. Really, it's a put down that Jesus gives to this woman. Is Jesus recognizing that she's from over here and, and he's from over here? 
is Jesus hoping everybody around him hears because that's what these people would call somebody like her. We don't quite know what Jesus is doing, but the lady, the woman isn't deterred by that. She hears that. She says, yeah, but you know what? Even dogs get crumbs. He says, because you've said that, go home, she's healed. And I kind of think if we're going to be looking at the faith of this woman, the faith is not her coming to Jesus. The faith is in her saying, okay, I'm going to go home now because you told me. Think about that ride or walk home. What's in our heart then? What's in her mind then as she's waiting to get home? It's got to be faith at that point. It's got to be hope then what, what he has said is true. That's the faith part of her story, I think, is that as Jesus has told her, That she may go in peace. That she goes in peace. Now, here's the thing. When we are waiting on God, that takes a lot of faith. When God tells us something that we know we want to believe, that we know is truth, if we have to begin to wait for it, oh my goodness, that's when things start to happen in here. When we expect God to do this, But God instead says to wait. See, the real faith of her story is in the waiting. And I know as I think about some of your stories, that's where your faith needs to be right now. In the waiting. God's given you the promise already. God's shown you what can be true. God's shown you what it can look like. And things aren't always falling in place like we want them to be when we want them to be falling in place. But there's faith when we say, "Okay, God, I'm waiting. And I'm trusting. And I'm trusting in what you've told me. Even in Scripture, we see this. Jesus makes mention of it. The Apostle Paul talks about it. The book of Revelation we looked at in in our Sunday school class this morning talked about the coming of Christ. And so many times in Scripture it says, you know, the, the coming of the day of the Lord is coming soon. It's right around the corner. It's almost here. It could be tomorrow. And we've been saying that for over 2,000 years. And you know what we've had to do? wait. It takes faith to wait on God. If you are waiting this morning, sisters and brothers, have faith. Keep waiting. God's given you the promise that you will have peace. But it takes faith. We also have to have faith in another way because, again, Jesus continues his little journey across the map and he goes all the way around and he comes to another place. And here, as he is at this place, there are a group of friends who bring someone that needs the healing touch on his life. They they bring him to Jesus. Please touch him, they say. Well, you know, I have my idea 
If I say, Jesus, touch me, what I'm hoping he'll do, maybe something like this, maybe. But Jesus does something a little bit different from this guy. You heard it. He sticks his fingers in his ear and then he spits on his tongue and some stuff that's very unsanitary. You think about it. But he touched him and he was healed. Now, here's a funny thing about this story and other stories, in particular in Mark, is that Jesus, for whatever reason, again, doesn't want people to go and tell other people what just happened. We call it the messianic secret, right? There's a time in Jesus' ministry where he wants people who have been shown who he is to keep it on the down low. But as you've read, I'm sure many times, as much as Jesus says, don't go tell people, what do people go do? (laughs) And then somewhere in 2000 years of the history of Christian anity, something else began to happen. You see, Jesus told that man, he told other people, you know who I am. Don't go tell people they couldn't listen. They went and told people. Before Jesus left, he told his disciples, now go into all the world and tell everybody. And you know what happened then? We stopped listening to that. Jesus said, go tell people. And we said, I ain't going to go tell nobody. That's what happens when we get God's word, God's command, God's promises. We have to decide what we're going to do with it. Even though Jesus told that man, don't go tell anybody. He couldn't help it. Hello, I've been healed. You don't think they're not going to be able to tell Jesus? So we can make that call to share what's been given to us. Or we can make the other call and say, whoo, thank the Lord it's been given to me and I'm not going to do anything with it. Y'all with me? It seems like the church has gotten in the bad habit of saying we are here to praise the Lord because the Lord has been been good to us, has blessed us. But that's about as far as we want to take it. It takes faith, doesn't it? To say, I've received the blessing of God and I'm ready to share it now. Some of us, we sit on what God has called us to do for so long. I don't know, maybe because we're scared. Maybe because we're worried. Maybe because we're just hard-headed. Maybe we just don't want to do it. Maybe we've got our own plans right now. But church, let me tell you, God has said, here are the promises. They're for you, but they're not just for you to keep. It takes faith to take those promises, to take those words, and then to go do what Christ has called us to do. And that is to be a blessing to the world. That takes faith because some days we don't want to do that. Some days we just want to focus on ourselves. We just want to focus in our mind what's wrong with us and what's going on in our world. But God says, I've created you for so much more. Now go be a blessing. Go be a blessing. See, sisters and brothers, the truth is we get lost. We get lost in our waiting. 
we get lost in the calling of God and what we should be doing and what we're not doing. And, and, and when we feel lost, I want you to hear me. I want you to hear this as almost gospel truth. When, 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 when you get lost, you need to be a man and ask for directions. Keep coming to Christ. Keep hitting that word. Keep praying. Keep gathering around this table. Keep crying out to God. Keep singing even when you don't feel like it. Keep serving even when it doesn't feel right. Keep, keep, keep yourself close to God. And what you'll realize is God has been there all the while. Amen? Amen. Yeah, amen.